0: episode 343 working for your real purpose tony whatley the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless i'm adam lewis walker host of awaken your alpha the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man as a coach keynote speaker and best-selling author it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best the very best the struggles the action and to share the real journey with you together we are stronger please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book please get over to awaken your alpha tales and tactics to thrive the book is out get to the podcast okay we have a brilliant one for you today we have tony Watley on the line he's a business coach best-selling author and we're really going to dig into all and everything that it means to be an entrepreneur and what i inspired me and what I caught my attention is really when he turned 40, he began to question his real purpose in life and teach others how to become the best version of themselves. That's really why he's on the show today as well. It's definitely very Awaken Your Alpha-ish. So, But firstly, Tony, are you ready to Awaken Your Alpha today? Hell yes, Adam. Let's do this, man. Awesome. So that was a very brief um, introduction. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight? What are you all about at the moment?
1: I would say that I I spent most of my 20s and 30s chasing the dollars and doing things and I found that success. But I've always been giving. I've always been trying to help other people elevate and become better versions of themselves. And it was just something I enjoyed doing. But I'd say when I turned 40, as you mentioned, I realized that maybe that's my calling. Maybe that's what I should be doing rather than just using it as like something I enjoy doing. So I started to re redefine my efforts and kind of going in this course to, to really do that, really put some effort behind that, build my personal brand, get a lot of value out there, write the book, do more public speaking. And, and actually you know went through a whole year of Toastmasters to get better at doing that, launching the podcast to be able to reach more audience and get the message out there. And it's just meeting guys like yourself, Adam, just having these great conversations, building this incredible network. And I think that's
0: exactly where I want to be. Awesome. Well, you touched on it there. That's something I did miss from your uh, uh, introduction. The podcast, you're a podcaster as well, 365 Driven, which we're going to talk about as well. My origin question, tell us a little bit about where you're originally from, where you're talking to us from today, and uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that. I
1: am a native Houston, Texas member. I've been here my entire life. Uh, grew up with blue-collar parents. My mom worked in the, the school system, and my dad was military, then worked in the chemical refineries his whole life. So I value the, the, the value of hard work. I mean, I, I was taught at an early age that you don't get anything that you don't deserve and you have to be able to go out there and get what you want in life. So I put myself through college in mechanical engineering and I worked in the corporate oil and gas industry for 27 years. And about three years ago, I finally walked away from that. And it was a very high paying job. I was in middle management, working for the oil majors, but it just wasn't my calling. Although I loved some of the things I did, I always felt like I could do a lot more with my life. But that has started about 20 years ago. I started my first business 20 years ago in, in 2001, basically, and it, it did really well. And since then, I've always owned businesses on the side. So I kind of became the side hustle
0: expert. Brilliant. You mentioned there a bit about your journey. In terms of your awakening moment, we talked about being in, but you said you started businesses a long time ago as well. Was there any or a series of particular moments that stand out for you when you was kind of like, right, I need to, you know change things, step things up, or it was just either a a tough time, a situational thing. Can you tell us about anything like that?
1: I actually delivered a contest winning speech on this very subject, so I'm very near and dear. I found that moment exactly, and about four years ago, I was involved in a major car accident. I actually, I'm a car fanatic, I love to race cars, and I was driving a 1,000 horsepower Dodge Viper trying to set a new national record at the drag strip, and the car lost, something in the suspension broke at the top of third gear, So I ended up hitting a wall head on at about 130 miles per hour. And I gave an entire speech on this very detailed thing, everything that was going on. And what I realized in that moment, I mean, I really thought I was going to die, but I had, but I had no fear. It was, it was the weirdest feeling ever. Like I just kind of said, I remember muttering to myself as I was approaching the wall, like, well, here I go. Whoa. And, and, in that moment I thought I was going to die. And I thought that was going to be my last moment. I just knew the odds were severely against me. 130 miles per hour approaching a concrete wall, just not good odds. No. And then, and the impact hit, and then I survived that, and I just concentrated on remaining conscious so I could get out of the car in case it was on fire and all these different things. And and the funniest thing is, well, I don't know if it's funny, but it's really strange is, you know, the ambulance shows up on the the end of the track, and they, they inspect me and look me all over. I have no, I don't even have any major injuries at all. And what they noticed the most is my heart rate was remarkably calm, and I was very calm, and I wasn't like going through this adrenaline rush like most accident victims have. And I was just very calm, just like kind of like I'm speaking right now. And that kind of showed me, like, man, there's got to be some reason I'm still here. And that's like, I need to start doing something more important with my life than just chasing the corporate dollars and doing these kind of things like that.
0: Yeah, you, you touched on, you said about no fear. I'm really interested in this subject uh, uh, always, but especially recently. Um, so what do you, can we dig into that another layer of that? What do you mean, you know, no fear, obviously, most people don't want to die. But I suppose, was it just acceptance that you you, you kind of, there's not a lot you can do about it at that point. Um, tell us about that. Well, I mean, you, you
1: would think that you would have like this frightening look on your face and be thinking, you know, you always hear about your life flashing before your eyes and things like that in the moment of your death and, and for me, I just felt an overwhelming sense of peacefulness, which is unusual because I, moments before that I did feel extreme fear when the car started to get out of control and I still felt like I had some semblance of control. I could still maybe steer my way out of that and keep it yeah. off the wall. And I had that fear. I felt that adrenaline going. But as soon as I, the car made a hard left turn aiming towards the wall and I was aiming at it and I saw the velocity I was approaching, it was almost just like, well... There's nothing I can do. And I felt very peaceful in that moment. Like I was, I didn't have any regrets, mm. I didn't have any
0: fears in that moment. That's, that's huge. I mean, you say you didn't have any regrets. Can you imagine, I suppose, how that would have been different if you did have, I suppose, or how you've been choosing to live your life up to that point? How, I mean, how did, what are your thoughts around that for yourself and, and, and other people you've worked with? But also, second part of that question really is, how do you think you were different in terms of your approach to fear after the event when you obviously you have survived? Uh, yeah, I guess if you were not living your
1: life right up until that point, you probably would have a lot of regrets. You would probably have a lot of people crossing your mind that you should have said things to, or helped or hugged or loved. And maybe there are some things that you put off that you should have done, but I just really didn't have that. Cause I've always tried to live my life, not to have any regrets. Cause so I've seen people just kind of take those negative turns in their lives and they just let them dwell. I'm more about calling out myself on those kind of things and just taking action, taking being proactive about getting rid of regrets and living the life that you want. I don't believe in waiting till you're 65 years old to retire to go enjoy your life. I think that's a bunch of horse crap. Mm-hmm. So it's it's basically live your life like every day is your last. And you hear that's a very cliche stage, but it's so true. Mm. It's So true. If you can end it, if you can finish your day every single day. And look back across that day and figured out that you improved some aspect of your life or you helped somebody level their entire life. It's, it's, it's a powerful feeling to feel if you don't have any regrets at the end of every day. And that just kind of culminates and adds over the
0: entire range of your life. Definitely. So you say you didn't have any regrets, but what, if anything, I'm sure there is something in there, but what changed or improved or was different pre and post-accident? Around the the aspect of fear as well, or just in general, I would say I became more purposeful. I would always say that I'm very been. I've always
1: been goal driven. Okay, we always talk about setting goals and doing things and 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 you know, identifying the steps and working towards those goals. I've always been that, but I became more purposeful and less distracted by other things. I've also become much less distracted about criticism and, and naysayers and haters and things like that because we we allow ourselves to be stopped with our progress. We, we, we tend to not pursue our dreams because we are worried about what other people are going to think or what they're going to say. And that has a lot of power over a lot of people because a lot of times we just want to please people. Mm. We don't like when there's people out there that dislike us for whatever reason. So we're always trying to win them over or prove them wrong or do things like that. And it's just a waste of effort. So I became more purposeful after that accident. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, fortunate and gra- have a lot of gratitude for being here. I'm not going to let these other people, these, these jerks like rule my life. I'm just going to go do my thing. And I decided, Hey, I want to write a book. I want to do public speaking even though I'm not good at it. I want to get better at that. So there's ways to do that. And it's called taking lessons and just practicing and putting in the time, just like anything, you just become the person that you envision that you should be. And then you identify those steps again and you just be more purposeful, take more action. And, and call yourself out. Learn to call
0: yourself out when you're being a bitch and not doing. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, it's leading nicely onto, like you said, the book and public speaking. But I just want to ask, as if there was ever, uh, again, it could be more than one person, or no one, or several people, someone who helped awaken your alpha. And it could be, you know, they don't even—they're not even aware. It could be from afar. They could have just said something, or the message landed at you at the right time, and it just flicked a switch. Is there anyone who really helped? your game or said something or you heard it at the right time i mean i, I would say i've come across hundreds if not thousands of very
1: positive people who have supported me through my entire life so i've never really had some kind of a uh, beacon that showed mm-hmm. out that that you know i didn't have a yoda so to yeah. speak. <laughs> it was very much internal but i'm i'm typically the yoda for many people and choose to be that and i i'm very grateful to be in that position but for me it was just an internal process and i have a very strong belief by just leading by example That's what it boils down to. I don't want to let myself down for number one, but if I'm putting myself out there into the world to say, I'm going to be doing things to accomplish things, I don't want to let other people down as well. So it's kind of like this, the more you put your goals out there and pursue them, the more, if you have the ethical standards to actually show up and do the work, you're not going to let them down or yourself down. So by all means, don't work in silence, like put your damn goals out there because
0: it's going to help keep you accountable. It's powerful. Definitely. So, Tell us about 365 Driven and the, the book, what's that all about? And you kind of touched on like the the origins and when that came, but tell us specifically about those projects.
1: So 365 Driven is a brand that I kind of kicked off back in June of 2017. It was, a, it was an Instagram post, I think, and I even copied it on my Facebook. Cause prior to then I was known as a successful car fanatic business owner, and then the oil side knew me as the oil professionals. That's all they really knew about me. Yeah. But they didn't They didn't know anything about my personal thoughts and what I did and how everything worked. And I said, you know, guys, business and leadership and confidence, these are subjects that I have a lot of interest in. And I'm going to start sharing my thoughts and make videos regarding those as well on my my social media feeds. And of course, some people were like, Haha, you know, who do you think you are? Tony Robbins and that kind of crap early on. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, I don't care what you think because this is my Facebook page, this is my Instagram page. You're gonna either like what I'm sharing or you can leave. It's just this is who I am.
0: That's that's a crazy thing. It is it's just fascinates me that you know someone would take time out of their day to almost to get angry at why are you doing this like for, oh friends and family and stuff like Why are you doing this? And literally watch everything with with the view to criticize, knowing once they realize I don't like this then still keep turning up and watching things and saying, why are you doing this? Stop doing this. And it's, that's the wrong kind of way to lead it. It's like, why are you watching this? Stop watching this. Like there's exactly. so much stuff out there. It's a personal choice of what you let into your environment. And it just, yeah, it's mind boggling that kind of mentality um, that someone takes t- a lot of time out of their day to repeatedly tell you <laughs> how wrong well,
1: Critics are just miserable people, and once you understand that, you actually start to feel a sense of genuine empathy because nobody who is truly happy takes a second of their time to bring other people down. Because mm. happy people want everyone else to be happy around them. They, we always uplift other people. Yeah,
0: it's. So, I mean, it's huge, and I think silence speaks volumes. It's like, you know, if you're not saying, "I love this more, more, more," then you know, we can kind of get. Oh, maybe it's not something you like, but you don't. It's pretty, you know. <laughs> especially if you viewed that and then coming back again and again, it's. No, it's it's huge, and that what you said there is something. You know, again, people hear a lot, um, but and I've always thought that. But it's only really in the the last few years that, like you say, genuine empathy. Because before, you're thinking, "Oh, this person," you might think oh, a bit of an idiot, or you're not a, a massive fan. But that I, I struck a chord with me. I genuinely feel for them because I'm thinking, you know, if that's, it's just they're digging themselves in more of a hole by focus on something they don't like and then putting their energy into telling people about stuff. It's, 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 you know, it's, it is complaining and it's um, where, you, you, where your energy goes and your focus. That's, it's just, it is. I genuinely feel empathy for these uh, people now as well. Yeah, and I would say that anyone that's
1: out there worrying about changing their direction or changing their mind and being criticized, I would I recommend go reading the book Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He was a transcendentalist. Wow. He was always about trying to be a better thinker, be a deeper thinker, human, and don't rely on the herds. Like stay away from the herd mentality. If you start seeing the crowds doing fads and herds, like do the opposite, like think on your own. Is this really going to benefit you in the long run? Is this, is this herd mentality? Like, do you really want to fit in? And one of this, one of the lines in there that he really likes, he, he talks about the, uh, you know, holding on to mindless, you know, you know, thoughts for no reason. It's just a wasteful time. It's like the the thing of hobgoblins and things like that. And he also points out that the most influential people in the world were the ones
0: who were willing to stand out and do their own thing rather than try to fit in. I love it. And uh, I'm going to jump now. I hadn't planned, so I'm going to jump into the alpha round because I like to go with a book recommendation. And I really like the fact that you mentioned that one because number one, we've never had that recommended and I've never heard of that book. But I have heard of Ralph Waldo Emerson. He is in, um, I know for a fact, I've quoted him in my book, and I love some of his quotes. They've really struck a chord. So the fact that, and the, just the title of the book, Self Reliance, I like that a lot. So um, that may be one of your recommendations. I'm not going to assume that's it. But so for the alpha round, is there a particular book that you like to gift or was very impactful for you for any reason? Um, and say, so we can have that one already. <laughs> is there any others?
1: I, w- I would say that one of the one of my favorite books that I've read in in the last year. I read about a book a week, so I pretty, have a lot of <laughs> a pretty thorough library. But I would say that a lot of people that I help with, like even though I'm helping people start businesses and do that kind of thing, what I've really understood is that I'm actually helping them with their confidence. So it's almost like I can take a shift and like pivot towards more confidence coaching and speaking. Mm-hmm. That's really what I'm helping business owners do is overcome that self doubt.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That I would recommend the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown for that. Yeah. Because she is a PhD professor here at the University of Houston, but she's also New York Times bestseller and speaker in TEDx. And you, I'm sure you've seen her. She's got one of the most downloaded videos on the TEDx speaking, but her, her thing is vulnerability. That's her thing. Mm-hmm. She processes this through the book and help you understand that vulnerab- vulnerability is actually a show of courage and strength. It's not something you should hide. Like most people try to guard themselves from all these different things. Like we're talking about critics and just external factors and things like that. And they want to put up a shield and and have this maybe a fake persona of who they think they really are, but they're really not that person inside. It's because they're trying to protect themselves. That's how we're wired as humans, as animals. We're trying to survive. We're just trying to take minimum risk and like just be safe. That's that's like we're hardwired for that. Yeah. But here's the thing, uh, you know, Adam, we... We admire when other people are willing to take the stage. We admire when people are rocking the band and like singing in front. We, we admire the superstar quarterback and, and the athletes. And we see these these characteristics in other people that we're like, man, I wish I could do that. But then we hide that from ourselves. We don't take those actions and become that. We don't put ourselves out there. So it doesn't make sense. So the book kind of helps you reframe and get back to that mindset that, hey, man, you, you can do that. You just have to be willing to put yourself out there. And I'll tell you, once you do that, the world is yours, man. When you can be vulnerable and not worry about what anyone says, and you have the ultimate power of all the things that you're doing, everything you do, it's an amazing feeling. You just have this weight lifted off your shoulders when you can just do what you want and fade the critics.
0: Oh, love it. What They are some strong book recommendations. Absolutely brilliant. And again, you, probably half of the things you've been saying we could take as a quote, but is there almost like a, a favorite quote or an approach to how you like to live your life. As I say, it sounds like you was almost saying it there. <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually have a quote in the back of my book and it's fear and confidence are purely or imaginary. They're both imaginary. You simply decide which one to live with. Ooh, do you know who that's by or is that you? That's me, man. <laughs> it, was it. Like a, it was a it was a closing of my speeches, but it's so true because fear is imaginary. It's not tangible. It doesn't exist other than in your mind. So it is imaginary confidence is imaginary it's not genetic it's not something you're born with it's something that you decide to be so
0: you basically choose do you want fear or do you want confidence love it love it um who would you recommend i know we're not to the end of it but it's part of this round i always ask who would you recommend from your network would be a great guest and add some value to the awaken your alpha podcast Oh my I do have a I, <laughs> so know who springs ideas. to mind when you hear "Awaken your alpha who it may not it, for any reason is there who pops into your mind let me Let me check real quick. <laughs> man I'm loving them book recommendations. I really am Because one thing I put um at the, at the back of my book twenty five most recommended books um of like the three hundred plus episodes, and yeah I think hundred out of three hundred plus recommendations there's only 165 different books and out of i think in the top there's probably 50 that are recommended two or more times and then 25 up you know they're recommended three four five you know and the most recommended was think and grow rich was number one by a double the the second place um so a a new book and some 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 of my favorite ones would didn't even make the list you know some of the books you've mentioned i'm like oh anyway sorry back to um (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) so so the guest that i I recently interviewed i think you would actually have a great fit for would be daniel gomez he's a he's a speaker a mentor and he's got his own book that just came out that hit bestseller as well and he's just very motivational and he just he's a lot like just sharing the same ideas of just self self
0: self-belief self-confidence awesome um and we we kind of veered away from it a little bit but tell us a little bit about your book um and the concept because i like the like the finish of it and tell us a you know, a few more details, key points about the book.
1: So Side Hustle Millionaire was a book that's been in my head for about four or five years now. And I just knew I wanted to write some kind of a book because I share this kind of information for the last 10 years. I've helped people build seven and eight figure companies as like a hobby, just helping them out, giving them advice. Mm -hmm. I've already done that. And they started to see really good results over time. And they started making suggestions to me. Hey, Tony, you should be doing this. Like you're offering, you know, really good advice for us. It's really helped out. And I said, you know, I've got this high paying corporate career and I've got this business that I'm running. So it's just really not my thing. You know, I, you know, I'll just keep helping you out however I can. But then I realized that's kind of being selfish Mm. because if I have enough information to help thousands of potentially millions of people with this information, then it's my duty to put that in the book so I can reach thousands of people because there's not thousands of people of man hours within me that I can help. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to sit down and make a commitment to write this book and it took me four and a half months. I, I blocked out time time on my schedule and I just guarded that time and I wrote, you know, every other day or so. And it, just like anything, like you're an author yourself, you see what it takes to write a book. It takes a lot of commitment and a lot of people don't realize that. So there's a lot of people out there write blogs and things like that and articles and that's great. I used to do that too, but you're talking... Two, hour, two or three hours of commitment to write one of those versus months and months to write a book. So yeah, I had a lot of respect for people that wrote books. And I said, you know what, I want that as part of my title, I want to be able to say that I'm an author that published a book, because that just shows ultimate commitment and some kind of a specialty. And I think it's a great way to establish your authority in any niche that you want, as long as you're willing to, you know, put the research in, yeah. get it, become the expert in it, put the effort in, write a good quality book. And that's the basis of my book is to tell, help people take their ideas for businesses and turn those into reality. So I want to I want you to start with your ideas and I walk you through the entire process, whether it's branding, marketing, corporate structures, the finances. Like I want you to have all these key components to get into the actual operation phase of your business. And then that's where it kind of leads off. But the book is also great for new entrepreneurs or companies that are very low on scales that haven't, you know, if you're, if you're doing less than six figures revenue, like you need this book, like this is going to help you to get to that next level and beyond, because there's a lot of things that people start businesses as hobbies, but they don't do a good job of scaling it or building the revenue. And my book's really going to outline a lot of the things they're doing wrong and things that they should improve, or maybe they just really have to suck it up and walk away from the business model they're in because it's just not going to get their goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, and you side hustle millionaire, and you touched on I think a point that's a really interesting place you're in. Like you said, you you know doing people helping people on the side. You've got your own business, you've got this high paying corporate job. What is the mentality around that? Like like you say, when you have that, you're obviously excelling in one area, and then you you've got these side hustles or you've got a business, and you you, you want to take a leap. How was was that a challenging? period or is it a challenging period because obviously you can do anything but you just can't do everything you know in terms of focusing on one thing tell us about that because that's something that fascinates me and i think you're in a really uh, unique position specifically to talk about that
1: so i was looking across the other books and podcasts and blogs out there in the, about the side hustle world and i was just realizing that people think way too damn small man They're, the books are all catered to like hey you can make three hundred dollars extra a month and and i'm like dude, I was making $30,000 extra a month with a side business that like, maybe took an hour per day to, to do. So it's like, wow. and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of them out there. They're just not writing books about it. They're not sharing that information. Yeah. There's, there's so many side hustles out there earning seven figures a year, but you just don't ever hear about them because those people don't share that information and they just kind of keep it to themselves. And, and then you got these very vocal people out there that are side hustle experts and there's blogs and podcasts on these and they're all happy cuz you made $1,000 extra a month and i'm like dude that's there's a huge gap here right like there's a huge gap missing i i need to like show that it's possible and it's a, it's a belief and it's also just setting your goals bigger and just you know just thinking about business models that don't require as much time like we we as employees in the corporate world we we had we tend to think about trading our hours for dollars yeah not our value for dollars not our products for dollars. We, we think about our, our hours and we only have a certain amount of hours per day to be able to produce things. So you got to get away from thinking about trading hours for dollars. You got to think about what can I create on a massive scale that can scale, reach the entire world possibly as a customer base, hopefully a digital product that you can copy paste and send out the window for free with no shipping. And these are the kind of things that people need to start thinking about because there's a lot of people sitting around out there listening that are experts in something. They could be teaching, or writing something like a book, or just some kind of a digital product. Well,
0: just, just as you're talking now, I'm just I'm just thinking literally how nice it was to be able to, like you say, cut and paste and click you a, a copy of my book across that literally takes seconds. But it's the you know the years of work to get to that point. And but it's so relieving to you know to be able to put something of quality there is no, no drain on your time. That is, you know, I, I love it. Yeah, exactly. And if you have it set up, right, you'll
1: be earning those, those dollars while you sleep. I mean, that's the ideal part is the world. Anything that's connected to the internet is your potential customer base. So if you go in with some strategy, which I try to give you this in the book is just think bigger and not think about your zip code of of your, Mm -hmm. your business. You know, like if you're like having a, start a service company and you're not going to hire other people to do the service part for you, then you're, you're really shooting yourself in the foot because that's the only way you can scale is to build other people where they're working for you or products that are
0: working for you. You don't want to be the one trading your hours for, for these dollars. Definitely. So what would be like a particular core alpha habit for you that I'm sure there's plenty, but if this one thing in terms of priority that if you didn't do it that day, you probably, your day's going to fill off slightly um yeah, something that you do almost essentially, if not daily, every other day or you know, quite regularly.
1: I would say that fitness is the main thing. I go to the gym five days a week. I spend mm-hmm. about an hour there each time and just really I, I like to listen to my podcasts and audiobooks while I work out. I, I listen to audio and podcasts while I'm driving or commuting. Sometimes when I'm eating alone, I'll just listen to these things because it's a great time to can be consuming and learning. Yeah, not only exercising your mind but your body at the same time and i always feel like very refreshed after a workout where i've got this really you know mental thing going on and the physical thing at the same time that's powerful man and when you walk out there you're like ready to go conquer the world but you'll find a lot of people do one or the other but they don't do both but to me physical health is far more important because you can be successful but if you're out of shape and you have no energy and you can't enjoy these things then it's like what's the point you know i mean be successful and healthy. It doesn't it just, it's a discipline. It's yeah. discipline. And I would say that, you know, I'm you know, looking at you, you're in shape as well. You're a disciplined guy. When I see someone like you, I go, that guy has commitment. He's got discipline, self-confidence, carries himself right. And these are the vibes that you get to create. Yeah. Like, the world does not create this for you. Like you create this yourself. So it's your decision. If you wanted to be perceived as sloppy and, and complacent and just settling and you know shoulders forward and like those are your decisions man and like it's your pure decision to be whatever you want to be so that's that's yeah. what i said like that's being alpha like just yeah. yeah create your branding create your personal brand and your image otherwise the world will create it for you oh that's
0: that's very quotable i like that <laughs> very good so in your sort of an average day if it exists what does that look like for you in terms of there are so many opportunities and you obviously were in a high paying corporate job and i know you mentioned the oil things what are you up to on a day-to-day basis nowadays where is your sort of focus shifted because there's so many great things you've mentioned i'm just curious about that and and how kind of getting the balance right for you
1: so i I usually spend out my morning just just kind of going over the social media, getting those things going. I like to create engaging posts to get that. It's just, a, it's a good personal branding thing to build that mm-hmm. audience. I create more content. I usually try to book a couple podcast interviews, either as guests or recording for my own show. Mm-hmm. I might edit a couple episodes to stay ahead of that. I try to do at least one per week on this schedule. And I'm, I'm usually about eight to 10 ahead of, of where I'm releasing. That's oh, that's fine. nice. <laughs> that's where, <laughs> that's <laughs> where you want to be, man. Yes, to 100%. Be- I've been, that
0: way, at ends of the, I've been at both ends of the spectrum. One is oh, very it's tough. It's tough good. when
1: you let it get behind. Because yeah, I'm I'm editing myself and doing all that myself. But it's mainly because I just wanted to learn that process. And it's soon, I'll get too busy and I'll be able to farm that out. But I'll know what expectations and quality I want to have before I turn the keys over And if I, it's someone that I need like a virtual assistant. I can actually mm-hmm. train them how to do it. Yeah. Instead of just paying you know a lot more for someone that's an expert at that. So there's things that, that are in the play there. Then I also focus on my business. I've got one other company that's an online retail for wheels. You know, about a half million a year. I spend like an hour a day. I, I, I basically just sell auto, high-end automotive wheels. And then, okay. and, then, and then I've got another startup that I'm working on, a carbon fiber manufacturing facility that I'm working on with a partner in Canada. And then I get into my coaching. I've got some one-on-one clients and I help them with their businesses every week. And we do video conferences. And then, you know, I start just I basically just kind of look around at things and I, and then I, I even go look and see like, you know, what kind of speaking events that I can attend. I've got one coming up in Los Angeles and, in January and I start to fill these gaps. So I have my yeah. calendar. I live by my calendar every day. I look in different things where my, where my appointments are, where I need to be. And I start looking for gaps to fill with other things either I enjoy doing like public speaking events or, Hey, I want to go reach out for this podcast or do kind of things like that. And just network. It's a lot about network.
0: Yeah. In starting to wrap this all, all up, what is the one question that you, you kind of thought I might ask or you hoped I'd ask? Is there any, you feel like I'm missing a trick if I don't ask it? One question. That's tough. Yeah, I know <laughs> it kind no, of just covers me. So we get all the good stuff out.
1: I would say that most people like to talk about what's your biggest failures. And I don't really dwell on those. I don't Mm. really have any of those, but I would say that I would rather talk about what I think is the most important for your success. I love it. What would you say is the most important for your success? I would say that persistence and consistency are the keys to success. I would say that most people that I observe, and I'm I'm 46 to give you listeners some reference, and I've seen this. I've been out in the public thing, doing public things for over 20 years online, and I've witnessed a lot of people come and go, crash and burn, and the ones that have the longevity who are showing up every single day, contributing in some way over the long term are the ones that become successful in the end. It's not the people that come out really hard charging, and they go hard for three months, and they realize they're not getting as much traction as they want, or they're not getting the amount of following that they think they're entitled to. So they start to pay Peter off and they just kind of disappear for a while. And that that's the killer. That that's the nail in the coffin. If you disappear once you get started in anything, that is the nail in the coffin. I've seen, it's very hard to recover because all the credibility that you thought you were earning and there are people watching, don't get me wrong. People don't, people don't necessarily like you or subscribe you or follow you early on because you're in that observance phase of your, 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 your path. And if you're quitting because you're not seeing those, those metrics shown at those vanity metrics, if you're quitting because you're Mm. not seeing that you basically just killed all of the momentum that you just created. Because when you fire this machine back up and redirect and try to do something new, these people are going to be like, Oh, that guy quit last time in three months. Like I'm not going to invest any of my time following this dude. So never quit show up and I'll tell you, it's going to take six months to a year. This is what I always tell my clients. It's going to take you six months to a year of showing up every damn day, adding value every single day, staying on some kind of mission, which can change, but just be public about it. And then after that, people will be like, okay, this guy's proved himself. He's doing things. He's not full of shit. He's not disappearing. Now they start to follow you. Now they subscribe to you. Now they're going to do the things that you're, you're recommending and now they support you. That's, it, it takes time to build that kind of significance.
0: Wow i love love that and i think i just want to finish there (laughs) so tony it's been an absolute pleasure oh what is the best way people can connect if they want to find out more and get some more of this because i'm loving it and i want more what's the best way easiest way i keep
1: you going to one direction it's 365driven.com that is my website you'll find all my socials and my book and everything there so 365driven.com
0: perfect thank you so much for your time today thank you very much adam awaken your alpha podcast live limitless please do jump across and grab your copy ayalpha.com forward slash book and even though you missed the official launch if you can hit me up and chuck up a brief review i can get you over email me as well i can grab i can send you over claim your clarity video series that is getting great response already cheers Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. The book is out. A little bit of extra, guys. Head over to Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, Awaken Your Alpha, and Adam Lewis Walker. To start the new year, early in the new year, we are doing Fearless Week. Completely free online summit live interaction with some of the top guests over the four or five years really interactive, all talking about fear and how you can harness this to really make 2019 an absolute storming year. So head over there, tell your friends about it, get involved. It's going to be an all-inclusive week. You need to be in there live to catch as much as you can or as you want. So jump across there, interact, let us know what you want. And this is going to be a really interesting concept. So Fearless Week coming very soon.